Hello listeners, this is Editing Room Kirsten popping in really quickly to let you know that in the podcast you're about to hear, when we started editing it and working with my side of the audio, we realized that there'd been some kind of microphone malfunction, so you're going to hear a few scratchy, scratchy noises that we weren't able to get rid of. We do apologize for this and we hope you're still going to be able to enjoy the show. I'm feeling fairly optimistic about that because it's an interview episode with a guest whose voice and audio is of the highest possible quality. So there's plenty of not me in this one, and that is a good thing. All right, on to the Fluent Show. Giagwich, Brian Asanam Dum, August Tartu Agejduk, Lesh on Fluency Show Podcast. Reaching your potential. Hey, listeners, my name is Kirsten Cable from fluentlanguage.co.uk. And here on the show, we talk about languages, communication, curiosity, and enriching our lives through the challenge of learning something new. Oh, listeners, I've got such a cool guest already here. Keeping quiet. Hello. Hello. Are you there? Are you there? <laughs> guest? <laughs> Tell us where you're joining from. Uh, Dublin in Ireland. Yay! I've never had a guest from Dublin. Excellent. Well, I'm delighted to be here, Kirsten. Thank you very, very much for inviting me. Yay! Okay, I won't tell you whose that is yet. <laughs> How about that? Listeners, before I tell you about our wonderful show sponsor, app that if you haven't got it on your phones yet or your tablets or you've never tried, my recommendation is do give it a go. You might be missing out. And you know what? You can even use it to learn Irish. It's incredible. The app I'm talking about, our wonderful show sponsor is Close Master. That's C-L-O-Z-E-M-A-S-T-E-R. Close Master is fun, free and fantastic for editing your vocab. It's a simple game. You will see a send in your target language with something missing. I'm doing it in general moments, so it's usually a few characters. And it might be a word, you know, any, any, any word, any sentence. And it's your challenge to fill in the blank. That's how simple, just fill in the blank. Clothesmaster uses this exercise, it's called the Clothesize, to rapidly expand your vocabulary as well as practice your and listening skills. The app even helps with grammar too. They've got a brand new sentence breakdown feature and this exercise helps you to understand the vocab in context and to use it in context, which is solid. And I think we'll come back to that today's episode because we've got another thing that helps you use very in context. You can also train your listening skills because there's a six to speech audio feature. And the best thing is that Close is available in over 50 languages, five zero, and works on iOS, Android, directly in your browser. So like I said, if you haven't yet, Get it, I've got Clothesmaster on my phone and I always enjoy it. You can also mix and match language combinations. If you're a bit of a polyglot and you love your languages and you want to learn lots of them, you can now do Spanish through the medium of French. Or if you've got a quirky one, you could do Welsh through the medium of Portuguese. And you all sorts of language pairs. There's hundreds and hundreds of language combinations available to you if you use Clothesmaster. Oh, hang on, it's also free. What? Yes, to support the Fluent Show, go to Clothesmaster, C-L-O-Z-E-M-A-S-T-E-R dot com slash Fluent Show. You will find a bonus video with tips from me and a special chair. I told you it's free, but the lifetime offer and actually the yearly offer is really full and you are supporting the app to me that's really important and obviously it's done on the advertising it's a bit more convenient for you plus you unlock bonuses using the code fluent show you get 10 percent off so definitely have a look at that go to clothesmaster.com slash fluent show and thank you to clothesmaster for a good year now of helping us out and sponsoring the fluent show Brian, did you know what a close exercise is? No. Before this? Yeah, that's what I call fill in the black. That's why it's called Clothesmaster. No, I didn't know that. 
Yeah. So as my patient and wonderful guest today, so excited, is Brian Heavey from Ireland. And he is an international events advisor and the director of online language exchange and real event learned. And Brian's been running language exchange events for over 10 years now. So we're going to talk about language exchange events, not the kind where you find one person, you stare at each other on Zoom for an hour, but suddenly you find lots of people and you really don't stare at each other, but you are on Zoom, but sometimes you're not. So everything here, and we'll talk a little bit about, Brian, you started actual events and then you moved into Zoom. So I want to get into that. Yeah. And I, I do want to start at the start, though. So tell me a little bit about online exchange, the, the business. How did that get started? It, it, as you mentioned, we've been organizing language exchange events for the last 10 years. So we actually started in March 2012. And it was very much a event for people to come down and practice the language they're learning with native speakers. And... We started it originally in a pub, so we were going for that informal, easygoing, friendly space where people could come down and obviously practice the language, but also meet new people and have a bit of fun. So that was the uh, the idea was to get people down and, and also put a structure on the event so that you could be uh, meeting lots of different people. So make that dynamic um a dynamic uh, movement of people. So rather than just speaking to one person, you speak to many different people. So in, in doing that, you meet people from different countries and people with different levels and with different cultures and, you know, with, uh, with a lot of interesting stories to tell. How come you chose a language exchange organize? Is it, are you a sort of serial entrepreneur and you thought where the gold is, or is it more that you were scratching a personal itch? So, yeah, at the time, I had just returned from a trip in Latin America. And mm. on that trip, I had taken an interest in learning Spanish. So when I came home, I was very eager to continue my Spanish learning and to start speaking. And I was, I was fortunate enough that the way I learned my Spanish was very much through um, traveling and through experiences of talking to people rather than in classrooms so i was already in this mode of learning by meeting people and by chatting and, and by you know not focusing so much on on books and grammar and you know classrooms it was more i suppose um you know through personal personal experience of learning mm. it is something about the language and use right and that's so much gold people always say i just want to have a conversation and this it it feels almost like an insurmountable like hurdle like you 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 just want to have a common it's this dream and many people think um how do i possibly get there so you've you made it possible for people to get there and language exchanges when you started it out did you have an instant sense of how you wanted it did you come with ideas of like okay exchanges are this and this and this or was it more i just want to get together i already but i'm not speaking spanish anymore i miss spanish this will work somehow yeah well i suppose that the thing for me was because I'd, I'd attended a couple of different uh, language meetups and language exchanges and i i wanted to do it as you said it was a personal itch i wanted to improve my spanish um but i also saw the need for having a structure on the event. And I think that was the main thing. And, and it really still is today when we organize the events, we focus on, on the organization and the structure so that you do get to meet lots of people and the benefits of, of speaking to more people are, are high, as I mentioned, because you're speaking to people with different levels and from different places. Whereas a lot of language exchange events which are great too are are places where you go in and you know there's not a structure it's just everyone in a room and you kind of mingle as you like but i really wanted to hone in on the the structure a system you know mm. tell me tell me how the structure works then so you sit opposite a native speaker of the language you're learning you speak five minutes of your fluent language five minutes of your target language then you move to the next table to meet someone else and you do the same five minutes of your fluent language, five minutes of your target language, next person. So it sounds very much like speed dating, 
and yes we do use that system but it is definitely not speed dating you know you could be speaking to a <laughs> 20 year old guy and then a 40 year old lady and you know it you, who you are talking to is uh is based on language rather than um anything else so we do use that system yeah okay oh my god do you know what this is weird. but i have because i'm very extroverted i'm really curious people and but i don't i i get sometimes stuck in conversations or you sort of go off on one right people hit when people talk to me about language for example they hit my my like topic and then they say something like oh i could never learn french and i'm and then off on one giving them a four minute speech about why they can and they sort of start looking like i'm really how do i get away from this woman <laughs> <I'm> always, <laughs> but sometimes somebody else does it to you and you're like how do i how do i what do i do now right and the the structure sounds like it that's why why speed dating is good as well right because you get to meet a lot of new people in this environment but also the structure kind of keeps you safe yeah definitely and and also for the in person events you know they are in a pub and you are moving and meeting lots of people but if you do want to continue your conversation you can do that we have a little break and you're can exchange uh, contact details or you can hang around after the event so it does work in that you know like you said sometimes you just want to keep moving other times you would actually like to stay and continue your conversation but the system allows for both and mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. for the online events we we do 10 minutes of fluent language 10 minutes of target language um and I suppose one of the reasons we do that is because you you don't really have the same opportunity to chat to the same person later on in the event whereas in the in-person events where it's in a um, a fixed building you can mingle later or hang around after or lots of people after our events would go to get some food or go grab a drink or you know go for a walk or whatever whereas obviously online if you know you're in dublin and you're talking to someone in australia you you don't have that opportunity unless you swap contacts you know mm-hmm and the online language exchanges participated in one of my experience was you don't want to want people, but you put people into little groups and you do without the person doing anything. You move people around by like you've got the sort of moderator and move people around. So whether you whether you want to or not, you are getting moved on 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So for the in-person events, we aim to have a one to one. So, um, you know, if you were in a, in this Spanish English section, you know, one side of the table, Spanish speakers, the other side of the table, English speakers learning Spanish. And ideally we'd have one English opposite one Spanish and the same on the next table. Um, again, you're in a room where there's lots of people and it's probably more comfortable and maybe you get a little bit more out of these one-to-one conversations. Whereas online, in order just to ensure we have that, uh, that safe space, we prefer to have two v2 Mm -hmm. so again it's just because when you're online you know you've got uh you're just looking at a screen so sometimes when there's more people there it's just a little more comfortable and uh, a little more welcoming Mm -hmm. one of the things that i might i think people might do in that event is normally you'd have people sort of hiding like if they're a little bit they're a little bit more nervous and they don't want to talk and you kind of have to walk that between well you you know you came here to the language exchange so you must want to try but might be so terrified or even in the moment just get so nervous that you know like you just you just can't self to to talk and i think in a group environment it's much trickier to to then also talk when you've got an audience of more people so i love i love that you kept the group small and i love that you you moved it along because it feels like even when you make a mistake you complete you feel like i've made such a fool of myself these people think i'm an idiot uh you you've got this opportunity to just kind of okay let's wipe the slate clean new audience these people don't yet right they haven't heard you make that mistake that you just made you can have another go yeah and and we really we really try to get the message across you know at the start of the event when we explain how it is and and the way we promote the event as well is that you know it is an easygoing place you know we're all in the same boat we're all language learners and uh, don't be afraid to make mistakes you know all 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 
all levels are welcome. You know, mistakes will help you grow. The people here are uh, very much going to encourage you and support you. So, you know, it's 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 an easygoing, fun place. So leave the leave the worrying about mistakes uh, aside, you know. Tell me about your regulars. What kind of people come to Langranges? So, uh, as you know, the reason people learn languages is, is, is vast, whether it's people who are doing it for travel or for business or for relationships or study or uh, whatever it might be. There's so many, so many different reasons, cultural reasons. Um, so that means we get a really, really big mix of people coming along. We do keep it to people who are over 18 years of old, uh, of age. We did that originally because we were in a pub. So naturally, uh, you should be over 18 years old. And then we'd have people who are coming regularly who are in their 70s. So we get a really, really big mix of people. And I suppose one of the key things that everyone has, which you just touched on a little bit, is, is that desire to learn because you don't really show up unless you want to learn. So, you know, it's not like someone has paid for a course and you're attending it. It's, it's you have made a conscious decision that you're showing up and you're going you're gonna to give, give it a shot. You're going to try and speak the language you're learning. And also you're there to, to help others, you know, and there is the, the whole idea of the exchange is that you help others and they help you. But that's, that's what makes the events um, such a great atmosphere is people are there because they want to be, because they want to learn. Mm. Are they quite diverse in terms of the, the I say, demographics, I guess? You've already mentioned A. And what about where people are from? Yeah, so that would, again, that would change quite a lot between the offline and the online events. Mm -hmm. The uh, the offline events, obviously, the people are, are living in, in Dublin or Cork. Um, they could be they could be Irish or, or people who've been living here for a long time, or they could be students that are here on, on short-term courses or maybe university students or they could be here working or they could be here because of relationships or whatever it might be. Um, so I suppose the, the, the key demographic there is that they're in Dublin or Cork, whereas the online events, we could have up to 60 people connecting from different countries. We've had people connect from, you know, Turkey and Australia and uh South Africa and Japan and you know all over the world um, and again a big mix of ages people of all walks of life really mm -hmm. and one of the things that really stood out to me and that we've we've talked about a few because we've talked about how can you make this work like how to make it more best sustainable and for you you've mentioned to me that it's really important for you that the online exchange is free yeah yeah so how we operate for the online event is that it is, you can try the event for free. So it's easy. You just go onto the website, you register and you can join the event for free. And then we work on a basis that you contribute as you please. You pay, it's a pay as you wish system. We also have a subscription. So the subscription is where people can um, just register once and then they automatically get all of the links emailed to them so they don't have to go onto the website each time and register. And we also have some other benefits like we have a, um, a Telegram group and we share more information with the subscribers. But the idea is that, you know, because we do have people connecting from so many different parts of the world and obviously with that you have different economies and, you know, we, we're really trying to remove as many barriers as possible so that people can, can get an opportunity to speak um, so it's kind of a it's it's a model that we've chopped and changed as we've gone. We're again two years now. We've been running the online events, and uh, there's obviously been a lot of language learning. But from an organisational point of view, um, we had to go through a whole series of learning about tech and uh, and different models to make it sustainable. You know. Yeah, do you know I was I was really impressed with how you run the Zoom call. I thought it was incredibly professional. And when I joined, what it was about a year ago. So I've had more development since. And you, you know, you you were about displaying the timer and really making it like really made it, this isn't a robotic about the structure event, but you can really tell that the structure eliminates a lot of the. Mm, 
I want to say like the the mud that you can get in when you go to an online language exchange. Yeah, no, we, I I definitely like to to have a professional approach and and for it to be well organized, and, and I suppose just from from the outside looking in from the event, I, I like for it to look hassle free. You know, there's so many so many things that you are confronted. Like the idea of of a language exchange is great, and you know, you mentioned to someone who's who's learning a language, say, "Oh, would you like to do a language exchange?" Yeah. It's fantastic, the idea, you know, you're going to help someone, they're going to help you and you're going to be able to improve your fluency by, by having nice real life conversations. But going about setting up a language exchange, you know, there's so many questions that could come to your head. Like first, like, who am I going to talk to? Where am I going to find them? Um, what platform are we going to talk on? What structure? Then it, what we've already touched on, which is what happens if I don't really like the person I'm talking to? Or do I want to talk to more than one person? And there's just a lot of different uh, variables that you have to think about when you go about setting up a language exchange. And mm-hmm. what we try to do is try to, you know, remove those questions. And, uh, you know, that's why we have our structure in place. You know, we all you do is register and show up and we'll look after finding the language partners. We'll look after the timing. We'll look after the system. We'll put just a couple of rules in place, you know, and we have our norms, I suppose, so that it, it, it is a very accessible an easygoing event that is hassle-free, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you have people coming along more often, the, the problem, I think, the in language exchanges, at least the ones I've been, you go to the pub, I, like, there's the big thing for, I really, I'm not a huge fan of where people, like, will essentially wear so like choose the flag of the you know like language they speak uh, it can be a bit of like one-upmanship and people come and like i've I've seen sort of cast give you a bit of side eye for whatever language you've written i'm just like oh please like but i think if somebody is a is a little bit more shy or more daunted that just want to like run away right so you've got this sort of you must display yourself i think is it gets eliminated once once you've like I've been also been to events where you've got um, this is the dedicated for French and like your credentials are not in question if you're at the French we're here we're here speaking French welcome uh, or you know something it's a little bit different when you determine this is the language I want to practice other than you have to declare these are the languages I'm good at and the other thing is when you get a lot of new people joining you sort of after a while you run into basically the basics of a conversation with a new person over and over again and i was wondering if there was any tips or ideas or what's worked for you in terms of eliminating the oh yes how old are you where are you from blah 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 what do you do and then people just having the same four topics again and again yeah so obviously that is that is something that happens naturally in 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 any environment when you meet someone new there's the you know uh, what's your name and where are you from and you know you're going to get a couple of those questions in in pretty much any environment um we have done things in the past for um trying to conquer that in 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 terms of explaining to people you know that you you can talk about whatever you like and some on the online event we do a, a poll so what would people like talk about and every it's multiple choice and then we share the results to the poll before we oh, send clever. everyone to the breakout room so we get a general idea of what people want to talk about it's interesting that i put uh, the pandemic vaccination and restrictions in and uh, at the beginning of the pandemic it was it was a hot topic and people were interested in knowing how people are getting on in other parts of the world um, mm-hmm. at the event on Monday, 0% clicked on that. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, at least then I've shared that nobody necessarily has clicked that they want to talk about it. So then people have an idea, maybe don't go down that route, you know. Um, the other thing is that people who attend regularly, uh, and we do have both for the online and the offline people who who come very regularly, and they know because they've been to the event so many times that you can just jump in with, with any topic and get started with that and and a lot of the time the conversation will depend on level too you know there are a lot of people who 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 do still need to practice there where are you from and um what do you do and where do you mm-hmm. live which is which is uh which is very important you know that you, you, if you if, if you can't say that you, you can't progress much further so 
the dynamic system in the event means that, okay, you might be talking to someone for five minutes in that conversation, but then you're moving to the next person who you could talk to about economics or about uh, the universe or, or anything at all, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. We also put conversation topics on the tables. So we have kind of business cards, uh, sized cards that are on the tables that have loads of different questions and topics. It's questions like, what would you do if you won the lottery or uh, describe your perfect day or whatever it might be. And if the conversation isn't kind of going in, 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 a, in a flowy direction that you can just grab a topic and ask a question, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I get I get so excited about that. And something we do at Wembridge, which I okay. To, I went to a conference, um, and I I took this from the conference. Um, they did this. They did the people bingo thing. Like, I don't know if you've ever been to Wembridge, but we we have this sort of like a bingo card where it's like find somebody who has done this, find somebody who's like. I don't know, learning, like, who's practiced a hobby or who's cooked from a recipe in their target language or something like that, um, so that you sort of have something in your head where you, you're most to talk to more people and you've also got something specific you can ask them and they all sort what you're on about. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit more structured. And um, when, um, when we got married, I, I made a little one for my wedding guests. <laughs> nice. <laughs> It was like, get a signature from the oldest guest. Get a signature from someone who's been married for 50 years. <laughs> nice like, idea. get a signature from someone under five. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, we've, we've done this for years at Women in Language. And I love, yeah, please feel free. To, definitely, it's, it's the most fun. And um, I just love something like that. Like you say, like conversation prompts or just something where you both or like if there's more people in a conversation know what the deal is you don't you know just you don't have to be the one to pick out a thing oh if you were working in a circus what would you do and everybody looks at you like circus what are you on about <laughs> right you can sort of <laughs> you can you've got a little bit of a um hey this is the conversation for today let's let's try this one um and you you know planes etc i think it makes a huge difference and it's so official for language learning because it takes your it takes your mind off of it, right? People, like, do you find people get into conversations and it just makes them beggars? Yeah, yeah. The the the, the converse, To be honest, like the conversation topics and stuff, they're 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 on the tables. Usually, when you put people together, they just they they kick off. They they start chatting. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. rare. It's rare enough now we'd have people who aren't in 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 full flow. Again, like the desire for learning is that they're there to put themselves in the situation, so they're 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 in, you know, they're they're they've they've made a decision to get stuck in, and they generally do, you know. Mm. Do you have any like? I mean, you probably like me, you're quite extroverted person. You like to meet new people and just chatty, right? But any tips for people who are feeling really shy or nervous? You just feel like I'm not going to be able to get my words out. Yeah, I I think there's I think there's a, a a lot of people who are who are very keen to learn languages who are um I suppose slightly nervous and afraid about going in and speaking. And uh, I I understand it. You know, people they they don't like to um to sound silly or to not know what they're talking about. But it is very important that in in language learning that you do put yourself out there and you are afraid to speak even if it's not perfectly correct um and and sometimes attending events like this you don't necessarily know the people you're talking to either you know so it's not like you're talking to in in front of your friends so sometimes that makes it a a little bit a, a little bit easier that you're not as worried about making mistakes um the other thing is well firstly I'd recommend the online events are a lot easier to show up and and disappear if you if you want if you if you want to do that. Whereas the in person events, you know, you're obviously in a room, so there's there's. But we have had people show up, sign in, and then when we go to seat everyone, they they they've they've, they've disappeared. There's there's one person <laughs> in. <laughs> there's one person who I've had who's done that, who thankfully came back a couple of weeks later and is is now very much a regular and uh, and flying in in her language learning. Um, oh wow! Yeah, so it does take a bit of uh, it does take a bit of um, 
you know, courage to get stuck in. And uh, tips on on doing that is is uh, I think you just have to. I think you have to jump in. You know. Mm, yeah, I guess there's no way of braining it out. Do you think it's helpful if being a little bit of a script or a little bit of a yeah, you know, like yeah. Practice the I, basics. Yeah, I suppose it's 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 relevant to the level of language you have as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there are a good few people who come down to our events who are who are total beginners, and and I know that it's commonly said that you know if you want to take part in a language exchange, you, you must have at least conversational, or you need you know you need to be able to say something. Where I recommend people to come down anyway. Um, I regularly tell people to you know come down, bring a pen and a paper, and you're going to be helping the person you're talking to anyway so they're not going to be worried and okay if it comes to a case where you know you can't hold a conversation for five minutes in the language you're learning the person on the other side is actually more interested in in your language anyway so you can you can you know how do you say this how do you say that and and Mm -hmm. and get started that way and and the idea that you're getting started by speaking i think is a very good idea Mm -hmm. because i think speaking is so important um for for progressing that uh if if you're getting started by trying to speak i think it's a very good idea that's so that's such a good um pointer as well which it and i've i've done this like i've booked i talk he class when um in in chinese in chinese i proper just threw myself at it um and i messaged the people beforehand and i said look i can't speak chinese i am going to be Google translating my way through this, but give it a go and I want to have some fun and we're just going to try this out. Um, a lot of the conversation was me saying, how do I say this? How do I say that? And then meaning it and then going, ah, and then saying something in response. I'm like, I didn't understand what you just said. Did that mean? What did you say? So it was, it was a bit piecemeal, but I learned loads. I learned so much. And I guess you say you, it might've not been a conversation like they have in their minds, but it's a sort of it's still an exchange exchange and it's still really really helped absolutely and and the other thing kirsten is is when someone is trying to learn your language you really want to help them along too you know you really want to support and encourage them mm-hmm. um so, so you're happy to help you know you're happy to, to to guide people along and you know the whole idea of the exchange is is not you know it, it's about the language but it's about helping each other and, and encouraging each other and uh, and having fun and mm-hmm. like you said you had fun doing that and you obviously benefited so that's that's it's a win-win yeah totally now um a question i have about language exchange and yeah no this is more exchanges than tutors and it might not apply to your event but i want to know um something when you're a you're a woman online and you're learning a language what often might happen is that you look for a language exchange partner um, and this is really has it happened to me? Yeah, actually, it's happened to me. Um, you just get somebody who wants to flirt, right? I don't know if it's to guys, but it certainly happens to women. Um, and you just sort of, you end up in a really awkward situation where you you thought you were signing up for one thing and you you come out feeling really, I mean, at best, word, at worst, like not really very safe because the person just you know mistook you for something that you aren't that you aren't here for have you had like problems like that or is it is there something you run it that prevents this happening yeah so we 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 take this into consideration in a big way um and, and i suppose we'd have a zero tolerance thankfully we haven't had to um we haven't had to 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 deal with cases in fact over the, the ten years, I almost none in 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 nothing serious anyway. In terms of, um, you know, with with tens of thousands of people coming, you know, some people might get on, but we haven't had any any cases of um, harassment really or anything like that. And, and yeah, mm. we do we do so for the events, as, as we we've already discussed, we run them very professionally and very organized. So we're very hands on, you know, mm. and. Um, for the online events, like we welcome the people. You obviously have to register for the event. You have to have your camera on. Um, also, you know, we make sure that it's not just two people in a room. There's a group and, and usually there's strength in numbers. And also mm-hmm. there's this 
norm that we've created over the last 10 years where there's, you know, there's, a, I'm sure when you joined, you felt that, you know, at these people kind of, they have their, their way of doing this um, mm-hmm. that the people mm-hmm. slot into. And, and, and we would very much say that, you know, you can talk about the stuff that you've, you, you selected or what's on the tables, but number one rule is respect, you know? Yeah. So we, we, we do know who we have attending and we keep an eye on it. Um, and I think for the online events, having your camera on and just having it, having it, it very clear that if you have any questions, if you need to say anything, we are there. We're there and we're, we're keeping an eye on things. Yeah, because you're in a Zoom breakout room, so you can go back main room and there's yeah. always one of you. Uh, and then in the, in, the, in the bars, again, you're welcomed. You have to sign in. You know, you, uh, you, you register with us and then we seat you and we've got a team that are moving around all the time because as it's dynamic, there's actually a good bit of work in us moving the people around the room, you know, and making sure that we've got the right people opposite the the right speakers. So um, we're very hands-on. And I think that does help create this, uh, this safe environment, but also it keeps it nice and nice and friendly and fun, you know, but it's something Mm -hmm. we do take very serious that, uh, you know, everyone has to feel comfortable. It's, it's, it is informal and it is easy going, but you have to feel uh, you have to feel safe, you know. So, to any of my Irish, as first of all, if you want to head out to online, you're not go- you're not called online language exchange in Ireland, are you? Yeah, so <laughs> you in head Ireland, out to the language exchange. What are you called? Language exchange Ireland. Okay. Very similar. <laughs> very similar. Yeah. <laughs> okay, if you want to head out to. Um, Language Ireland, then you'd be. I'm. I'm already jealous. Like I'm. I want to go to Dublin again. I've been a few times before. It's nice, and I'd love to go and join you. So let me know, or let ours know where and when they can join you in person. So on a Tuesday at the moment, we're in a bar called the Well on Saint Stephen's Green at half six in Dublin. And on a Wednesday, we're in a really, really cool venue, which is the church. So it's an old church that was converted into a bar and a restaurant and a cafe and a beer garden. And um, and that's where we host the event on a Wednesday. It's on Jervis Street and Mary Street. And it's really, really cool in there. Um, and then we're down in Cork on Thursdays in Unspalpinfonic, which is a pub that was built in 1771. So it's uh, the venues are very cool as well, which obviously adds to the um, atmosphere and the vibe. Amazing. Oh, and for online language exchanges, just give them the website and then all the information is there. Exactly. Yeah. So it's onlinelanguageexchange.com. And that's the same for the, uh, for the social medias, the Facebook and Instagram. It's online language exchange. And for the Irish stuff, it's language exchange Ireland. Brian, did you have to, did you have to get a lot of money for online language exchange.com? That feels like the kind of domain. No, no, surprisingly not. Surprisingly not. And I, 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 I do a lot of, um, I do a lot of work with different types of projects and we're regularly coming up with names for projects. And, um, sometimes you can, come up with a great name and then the uh you go to buy the domain and it's 25 grand or something like that yeah. but uh, no for for online language exchange it, it was it was it was relatively straightforward which is great oh my god right at the start of the pandemic as well and yeah you, yeah exactly. yeah you got lucky uh, yeah and on that note i'll give a shout out to uh to dara who's an irishman living in switzerland who is running Language Exchange Switzerland in five cities in Switzerland. Wow. And he helped us kick off the online language exchange project. Dara used to come to the Language Exchange Ireland events probably about six years ago now. And then when he moved to Switzerland, he he brought the event with him and set it up using the same system, you know, the dynamic structured system. So if anyone's in Switzerland, check out Language Exchange Switzerland. Language exchange with oh, amazing. These, are, these sound really, really cool. And from my experience as well. So listeners, if you're interested and you want to have a go, go to onlinelanguageexchange.com. If you get stuck with somebody who just waffles on and on, don't worry because it, 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 there's a time limit on it. The structure keeps you safe. Um, and most of the people don't. And my, my experience has been that that's, that's kind of what I fear, like just ending it up in a conversation that would make me feel good. 
And my practical experience was, oh no, people are really lovely. I am having a great time. Yeah, it's 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 fun and friendly, but you're obviously getting that so the social and the educational fix as well. Yay! Right, I want to just take ten minutes and uh, ask you about the business side and your experience of organizing these events um not necessarily the business side as with money but organ because something that is important to me is to just show people you mentioned dara who set this up in switzerland um one of the things that's important is that people know these events are there for them but some people are starting to think oh maybe i could maybe there's a maybe there's unity here maybe i can start something I, I really want to engage them because i think when people have a good idea and they feel inspired if if they actually do it really great things can come out of that so from your perspective as the as a boss what are the benefits of running events like yours well i think firstly is when someone goes to set up an event like this, uh, they would have a goal as to what they're trying to achieve, you know, and, and a desire as to uh, how they want to run the events. And, and you know, as we touched on, there are lots of different types of language exchange events. And, and you know, we just go for a, a very structured, organized one. But um, it, it really depends on the uh, the motives. But the benefits for me are that you get to meet so many people. Like I, I touched on, we've had tens of thousands of people connecting from all walks of life in many different parts of the world. Because of it, I've been able to travel and meet people, which is amazing. And just every event, you'll hear stories that'll blow you away. And, and they could be, you know, what people do in their spare time or success stories or, you know, crazy stuff that has happened to people. And just naturally, the more people you speak to, the, the, the more interesting it gets. So for us, as the organizers, we get to meet all these people and it's all in this uh, very enjoyable environment where people are, are, are telling their different stories, you know? Yeah. Do you have time as you are running the show to chat to people? Yeah, yeah. And and we do like to jump in as well, you know, and, and, and talking like of, of our team, we've had loads of people that are part of the team and usually how people become part of the team is by attending the events and then naturally they 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 enjoy it and then they say oh can i help out and then they become part of the team you know that's usually how things work um my wonderful wife raquel runs the events with me and raquel is um from brazil so she's a, a native portuguese speaker and speaks um perfect english in 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 my opinion and uh she learning spanish and we've got juan on the team from venezuela and he's learning uh portuguese french italian and he can speak a small bit of korean and a bit of turkish he likes to know just a little bit of every language and uh, and everyone else on the team is language learning so we do like to jump in to improve our language skills but we also like to jump in to uh to be a part of the event and get a feel for you know hands-on and, and ask people how they're getting on and ask people where they heard about us and ask people what they'd like um, us to improve on uh, and just get a, a general sense of, of, of everything, you know. Mm. And then, of course, we, we sign everyone in. So whoever's in the, the sign-in desk has to speak to every person who walks through the door. So, you know, um, what language are you learning and uh, what, what, what's your, what language would you like to exchange? Where are you from? And there's always a bit of fun in that regard, ex explaining to people how it works. And then, of course, afterwards, lots of people stick around. Um, as I mentioned, for the uh, in-person events, we're in a, we're in bars, so naturally, people stick around and have a couple of drinks afterwards. And some people would say the afterwards sometimes more fun than the event. You know, absolutely. What sort of languages do you get? So the most popular languages, um, which would be the same for the online and the offline events, would be uh, Spanish, English, French, English. Italian English, Portuguese English, mm -hmm. German English. And then sometimes we have Japanese, um, Korean, Russian, Arabic. Occasionally we have an Irish only table. And we also usually have an English only table. So if there is a case where we have people who come who want to learn English, but there is not someone learning their language, we create an English-only table. And a lot of the time, one of our team will jump on the table. Most of the time, actually, me, when I'm there, 
I'll take the English only table. And it's just a big open conversation in English for the whole event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I, okay. Say you've, you've sold me on this. I'm, I'm eager. I'm going to go to in Canterbury. I'm getting started. What is sort of my base kit? What do I need to do? Well, I suppose the first thing you need to do is, is, is like I said, decide what your goal is. The second thing is find a place for it to happen. Mm-hmm. So whether that is in a in a park or in a in a community center or a bar or a restaurant or or whatever suits your need, and then come up with a structure, mm-hmm. and then I suppose the most important thing is letting people know about it. Um, obviously events like this n- require people, so there's loads of ways you can you can attract people to these events, whether it's through social media or you know the traditional methods of going out with posters and flyers and calling into language schools or universities and getting in touch with various different societies um, to attract people to come along to the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that's that's my, oh, that's my main job. Okay, and then I have the people here taking them through my structure. Are there any other secret practices, secrets, any top tips that you can pass on? Any do not do this? Um. The most important thing is to is to create the, the right atmosphere, which is, you know, this mm. kind of friendly, fun, uh, welcoming atmosphere. Because obviously the people need to enjoy themselves as well, you know, and they need to feel like they're a part of the community and that it's um it's all very fun, you know. Um in in terms of, 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 of things not to do is is to not, not take your eye off the ball and, and, and listen to what the people have to say. Because at the end of the day, like we just said, it's the people who are coming that make the event. So taking all their feedback into consideration and, and finding out what they like and dislike is is, is probably the most important thing. Mm, very important. Very important. And one question after it is, how do you feel at the end of an event when you get home? Great. Well, uh, Raquel usually comes with me to the event. So we normally have a good chat about how it went and how it dug and the people we met and, and all the interesting stories. Um, this, this, it's, it's, it's a really feel good event, to be honest with you, Kirsten. It's, uh, it's, it's something that we do because we love it. Um, and, and what we do with the language exchange, it, it, it works very nicely into the, the other business that I run. Um, we run an events company where we, we, you know, we do festivals and concerts and cultural and social events and um, mm-hmm. some corporate stuff. And it fits nicely into it because we do a lot of work with um, international communities. So we, we really, we really enjoy the event. Um, and, and it's kind of a part of our umbrella that, that, that all fits nicely together, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay, I absolutely love that. Right, so listeners, quick reminder, onlineexchange.com is where you are heading if you're not living in Ireland or Switzerland, I suppose. And if you are living in Ireland, get yourself to Cork if you can or get yourself to Dublin and go and meet up with these wonderful people and try and just put a go, come along and see what it's all about. As we said, it's hassle-free. It's easy to join, so come along, give it a shot, and I'm sure you're going to like it, and you will be able to uh, continue to join and and be a part of the community. Absolutely. Listeners, you've got the website, but also if you want to just touch with me, let me know. If you've been, I would love to hear stories. It's Kirsten, K-E-R-S-T-I-N, at fluentlanguage.com.au. You can find me on Instagram, as you can find online language exchange on Instagram, and I am K-E-R-S-T-I-N underscore fluent on And you can also find us on Twitter, tag me at Fluent Language or at The Fluent Show. I don't know why I have now I do. So <laughs> it's both of them are monitored. So you can find me on there. I really, really would love to hear from you if you have gone to the website, even if you're a little bit hesitant. You know, why not touch and just like ask more questions? We're we're here for you. And I really love what Brian is doing. I love what online language exchange is doing. I am so jealous that people live in Dublin, they get to go to this. I think you guys should definitely set one up in well, in Canterbury for my convenience, but London acceptable too, fine. <laughs> and there's lots and lots there. And it is an on it is a language exchange event with a different structure. So that's me just giving you all the biggest plug because I've experienced it myself and it's a, it's a generously, wonderfully 
run and really like professionally run event. So good on that. Brian, do you have any last thoughts, any last things that you really want to get in that I haven't asked you about? No, just really want to thank you, Kirsten, for for for, for inviting me and 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 for helping us along with the project. It's uh, it's it's great to be able to come on here and have a chat with you. Um, I really really enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay, I have one last question. I I know I've said one last question three times, but that's fine. That's much. <laughs> uh, if there was anything about the world of like language exchanges and language learning that you change, where you could just sort of wave a magic wand and say, "All right, that's how I want it to be," what would it be? Um, it, it, language learning in general. Or, or language learning your field the language exchanges and the speaking um i would just like more people to realize that they can come along and that they can benefit from events like this um i just think that there is kind of a a, a, a thought out there that you know i'm not good enough to attend and you know i, I have to get myself to a certain level before i can speak the language Whereas if we could just tear that barrier down and tell people just go for it, get stuck in, um, I think that that leads to where I was going to go with the other point is that, you know, particularly when I was in school, we didn't do much speaking. We did a lot of of uh, we did a lot of uh, textbook and grammar and stuff like that without speaking, and I think that kind of meant that we weren't able to speak as well, um, and then people judged themselves based on that education whereas you know anyone can learn anyone can get anyone can can pick it up i i in that trip i started in in latin america it was only a month into the trip and i was already doing my best now it might not it might not have been correct or sounded good but i was doing my best to, to chat away I'd, I'd 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 gotten rid of that fear of making mistakes and um and i was able to progress so much faster as a result of it so i'd love other people who are trying thinking about learning a language to get out there and start meeting people and start speaking and um, remove a lot of those barriers in their in their head. Absolutely. I love that. Okay. So everybody just, oh yeah. If we could take the fear away of speaking, I think that would make a huge difference. Now, Brian, the way that we sign off here on The Fluent Show is for me to say, it's goodbye from me. And then you get to say goodbye in whichever language you choose. So, Gaurav Magat, thank you so much for being my guest. And it is goodbye from me. Goodbye. And goodbye from Brian Heavey. Gaurav Mahagod. Gracias. Obrigado. Grazie. Muchísimas gracias. Thank you, Sean. Ciao, ciao. You got any more? <laughs> um... um... Slan. <laughs> Thank you for listening to The Fluent Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please support the show by subscribing for new episodes and leaving a rating and review in your podcast app. You can visit us at fluentlanguage.co.uk anytime. Don't forget that you can send us your questions and feedback to hello at fluentlanguage.co.uk or you can find the show on Twitter and say hello over there. It's at The Fluent Show and on Instagram it's hashtag The Fluent Show. We're always happy to hear from you and we read every message and review. See you next episode!